the Bible, the book that has changed the world by changing lives around the world. Men and women, young and old, the Bible has changed my life. The love, stability, and hope that I need, they're all found in the Bible. The Bible gives me hope that a new day is coming. The Bible is helping me see what really matters. The Bible Live is a -a one-of-a-kind, first-time-in-history radio program. Offering you the chance to hear a 15 to 20 minute Bible reading each weeknight. The entire Bible every year. Hear the scriptures, then call in with your comments and questions. This is the best show in the world. Well, actually, I was speaking against everything you were talking about before, and uh, now I, I stand humbly corrected. I'm a pastor, and our people really need to know the word more. The Bible also transformed the life of your Bible Live host. A full-blooded Apache Indian, born out of wedlock and abandoned at birth. Soapy Dollar was found in a big city alley by a kind-hearted fortune teller, then passed around to 16 families before he was six years old. Placed in a home for homeless and delinquent boys, Soapy Dollar heard the Bible's life-changing message at the age of eight, and the course of his life was changed. He's an American Indian guitar play it all around rodeo cowboy. I keep my thumb between the pages and my heart in the book. With more degrees than a thermometer and over 40 years of introducing folks just like you to the God of the Bible. Here is Soapy Dollar. Wow, I sound old. <laughs> Over 40 years. Well, see, I started when I was two. You know? <laughs> hey, welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Bible Live. This opportunity we have to gather around the old book. Not only was it good for childhood faith, but as I grew older and matured, it matured with me. You start off with a childhood faith, but you don't stay with a childhood faith. Your faith has to grow. Yes, you have the faith of a child, the abandonment to the gospel, but your understanding and your expectations of the gospel as far as truth claims, whether or not it's a fairy tale or just something somebody made up, or as some people have been telling me, well, it would just change. Now, look, we don't take a shallow view of the scriptures. These are ancient documents, manuscripts passed to us from antiquity. If you have opportunity to read and study and understand how the scriptures arrive to us, the process of the transmission, the translations, and so on, and how it is that historians establish the historicity, the veracity, the reliability of different documents. You will never be disappointed, and I recommend a book to you. It's an old book, but it's classic in terms of explaining the process, and that is Evidence That Demands a Verdict. For your donation to the ministry of $20 or more at our website, we will be glad to get evidence that demands a verdict for you in your library. The Bible stands every test we put it to. Well, I don't know how I got on that little diatribe, but let's go now to our Wisdom and Worship segment. It comes to us tonight from the book of Psalms 133 and 134. We'll come back later with our reading from the book of Amos here on The Bible Live. Psalm 133. How wonderful it is. How pleasant when brothers live together in harmony. For harmony is as precious as the fragrant anointing oil that was poured over Aaron's head, that ran down his beard and onto the border of his robe. Harmony is as refreshing as the dew from Mount Hermon that falls on the mountains of Zion. And the Lord has pronounced his blessing, even life forevermore. 
Psalm 134 Oh, bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, you who serve as night watchmen in the house of the Lord. Lift your hands in holiness and bless the Lord. May the Lord who made heaven and earth bless you from Jerusalem. End of reading Psalms 133 and 134. There you were, hanging blameless on a cross. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Every plan coincidence just makes sense with your last Beautiful Psalms tonight, Psalm 133 and 134, part of a series of Psalms that are called the Songs of Ascent, meaning ascending, rising, going up. As the pilgrims who went to the national festivals of Israel Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, and other national days of celebration and worship. They would share and sing these songs among themselves and with other groups they met along the way. They are also called Pilgrim Psalms, and we have read the last two of those tonight. Now we turn to the book of Amos, a farmer from a small town outside of Jerusalem. His original audience is the Northern Kingdom. He is warning them, calling them to repent of their sins. They were very prosperous at this time, and they were religious, and yet still they needed to repent. Let's go to the Bible life. Amos 2, 6 through 8, 3. Amos 2. This is what the Lord says. The people of Israel have sinned again and again, and I will not forget it. I will not let them go unpunished any longer. They have perverted justice by selling honest people for silver and poor people for a pair of sandals. They trample helpless people in the dust and deny justice to those who are oppressed. Both father and son sleep with the same woman, corrupting my holy name. At their religious festivals, they lounge around in clothing stolen from their debtors. In the house of their God, they present offerings of wine purchased with stolen money. Yet think of all I did for my people. I destroyed the Amorites before my people arrived in the land. The Amorites were as tall as cedar trees and strong as oaks, but I destroyed their fruit and dug out their roots. It was I who rescued you from Egypt and led you through the desert for forty years so you could possess the land of the Amorites. I chose some of your sons to be prophets and others to be Nazarites. Can you deny this, my people of Israel? asked the Lord. But you caused the Nazarites to sin by making them drink your wine, and you said to my prophets, Shut up! So I will make you groan as a wagon groans when it is loaded down with grain. Your fastest runners will not get away. The strongest among you will become weak. Even the mightiest warriors will be unable to save themselves. The archers will fail to stand their ground. The swiftest soldiers won't be fast enough to escape. Even warriors on horses won't be able to outrun the danger. On that day, the most courageous of your fighting men will drop their weapons and run for their lives. I, the Lord, have spoken. Amos 3. Listen to this message that the Lord has spoken against you, O people of Israel and Judah. The entire family I rescued from Egypt. From among all the families on the earth, I chose you alone. That is why I must punish you for all your sins. Can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? Does a lion ever roar in a thicket without first finding a victim? Does a young lion growl in its den without first catching its prey? 
Does a bird ever get caught in a trap that has no bait? Does a trap ever spring shut when there's nothing there to catch? When the war trumpet blares, shouldn't the people be alarmed? When disaster comes to a city, isn't it because the Lord planned it? But always, first of all, I warn you through my servants the prophets. I, the sovereign Lord, have now done this. The lion has roared, tremble in fear. The sovereign Lord has spoken. I dare not refuse to proclaim his message. Announce this to the leaders of Philistia and Egypt. Take your seats now on the hills around Samaria, and witness the scandalous spectacle of all Israel's crimes. My people have forgotten what it means to do right, says the Lord. Their fortresses are filled with wealth taken by theft and violence. Therefore, says the Sovereign Lord, an enemy is coming. He will surround them and shatter their defenses. Then he will plunder all their fortresses. This is what the Lord says. A shepherd who tries to rescue a sheep from a lion's mouth will recover only two legs and a piece of ear. So it will be when the Israelites in Samaria are rescued with only a broken chair and a tattered pillow. Now listen to this and announce it throughout all Israel, says the Lord, the Lord God Almighty. On the very day I punish Israel for its sins, I will destroy the pagan altars at Bethel. The horns of the altar will be cut off and fall to the ground. And I will destroy the beautiful homes of the wealthy, their winter mansions and their summer houses too, all their palaces filled with ivory. I, the Lord, have spoken. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Amos 4. Listen to me, you fat cows of Samaria, you women who oppress the poor and crush the needy, and who are always asking your husbands for another drink. The Sovereign Lord has sworn this by His holiness. The time will come when you will be led away with hooks in your noses. Every last one of you will be dragged away like a fish on a hook. You will leave by going straight through the breaks in the wall. You will be thrown from your fortresses. I, the Lord, have spoken. Go ahead and offer your sacrifices to the idols at Bethel and Gilgal. Keep on disobeying. Your sins are mounting up. Offer sacrifices each morning and bring your tithes every three days. Present your bread made with yeast as an offering of thanksgiving. Then give your extra voluntary offerings so you can brag about it everywhere. This is the kind of thing you Israelites love to do, says the Sovereign Lord. I brought hunger to every city and famine to every town. But still you wouldn't return to me, says the Lord. I kept the rain from falling when you needed it the most, ruining all your crops. I sent rain on one town but withheld it from another. Rain fell on one field while another field withered away. People staggered from one town to another for a drink of water, but there was never enough. But still you wouldn't return to me, says the Lord. I struck your farms and vineyards with blight and mildew. Locusts devoured all your fig and olive trees. But still you wouldn't return to me, says the Lord. I sent plagues against you like the plagues I sent against Egypt long ago. I killed your young men in war and slaughtered all your horses. The stench of death filled the air. But still you wouldn't return to me, says the Lord. I destroyed some of your cities as I destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Those of you who survived were like half-burned sticks, snatched from a fire. But still you wouldn't return to me, says the Lord. Therefore I will bring upon you all these further disasters I have announced. Prepare to meet your God as he comes in judgment, you people of Israel. For the Lord is the one who shaped the mountains, stirs up the winds, and reveals his every thought. 
He turns the light of dawn into darkness and treads the mountains under his feet. The Lord God Almighty is his name. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Amos 5. Listen, you people of Israel. Listen to this funeral song I am singing. The virgin Israel has fallen never to rise again. She lies forsaken on the ground with none to raise her up. The Sovereign Lord says when one of your cities sends a thousand men to battle, only a hundred will return. When a town sends a hundred, only ten will come back alive. Now this is what the Lord says to the family of Israel. Come back to me and live. Don't go to worship the idols of Bethel, Gilgal, or Beersheba. For the people of Gilgal will be dragged off into exile, and the people of Bethel will come to nothing. Come back to the Lord and live. If you don't, he will roar through Israel like a fire, devouring you completely. Your gods in Bethel certainly won't be able to quench the flames. You wicked people! You twist justice, making it a bitter pill for the poor and oppressed. Righteousness and fair play are meaningless fictions to you. It is the Lord who created the stars, the Pleiades and Orion. It is He who turns darkness into morning and day into night. It is He who draws up water from the oceans and pours it down as rain on the land. The Lord is His name. With blinding speed and power He destroys the strong, crushing all their defenses. How you hate honest judges! How you despise people who tell the truth! You trample the poor and steal what little they have through taxes and unfair rent. Therefore you will never live in the beautiful stone houses you are building. You will never drink wine from the lush vineyards you are planting. For I know the vast number of your sins and rebellions. You oppress good people by taking bribes and deprive the poor of justice in the courts. So those who are wise will keep quiet, for it is an evil time. Do what is good and run from evil that you may live. Then the Lord God Almighty will truly be your helper, just as you have claimed he is. Hate evil and love what is good. Remodel your courts into true halls of justice. Perhaps even yet the Lord God Almighty will have mercy on his people who remain. Therefore this is what the Lord, the Lord God Almighty, says. There will be crying in all the public squares and in every street. Call for the farmers to weep with you, and summon professional mourners to wail and lament. There will be wailing in every vineyard, for I will pass through and destroy them all. I, the Lord, have spoken. How terrible it will be for you who say, If only the day of the Lord were here, for then the Lord would rescue us from all our enemies. But you have no idea what you are wishing for. That day will not bring light and prosperity, but darkness and disaster. In that day you will be like a man who runs from a lion, only to meet a bear. After escaping the bear, he leans his hand against a wall in his house and is bitten by a snake. Yes, the day of the Lord will be a dark and hopeless day, without a ray of joy or hope. I hate all your show and pretense, the hypocrisy of your religious festivals and solemn assemblies. I will not accept your burnt offerings and grain offerings. I won't even notice all your choice peace offerings. Away with your hymns of praise! They are only noise to my ears. I will not listen to your music, no matter how lovely it is. Instead, I want to see a mighty flood of justice, a river of righteous living that will never run dry. Was it to me you were bringing sacrifices and offerings during the forty years in the wilderness, Israel? No, your real interest was in your pagan gods, Sakuth, your king god, and Kawan, your star god, the images you yourselves made.
so I will send you into exile, to a land east of Damascus, says the Lord, whose name is God Almighty. Amos 6. How terrible it will be for you who lounge in luxury and think you are secure in Jerusalem and Samaria. You are famous and popular in Israel, you to whom the people go for help. Go over to Kalne and see what happened there. Then go to the great city of Hamath and on down to the Philistine city of Gath. You are no better than they were, and look at how they were destroyed. You push away every thought of coming disaster, but your actions only bring the day of judgment closer. How terrible it will be for you who sprawl on ivory beds surrounded with luxury, eating the meat of tender lambs and choice calves. You sing idle songs to the sound of the harp, and you fancy yourselves to be great musicians as King David was. You drink wine by the bowlful, and you perfume yourselves with exotic fragrances, caring nothing at all that your nation is going to ruin. Therefore you will be the first to be led away as captives. Suddenly all your revelry will end. The Sovereign Lord has sworn by His own name, and this is what He, the Lord God Almighty, says. I despise the pride and false glory of Israel, and I hate their beautiful homes. I will give this city and everything in it to their enemies. If there are ten men left in one house, they will all die. And when a close relative, one who is responsible for burning the dead, goes into the house to carry away a dead body, he will ask the last survivor, Is there anyone else with you? And the person will answer, No! Then he will say, Hush! Don't even whisper the name of the Lord. He might hear you. When the Lord gives the command, Homes both great and small will be smashed to pieces. Can horses gallop over rocks? Can oxen be used to plow rocks? Stupid even to ask, but that's how stupid you are when you turn justice into poison and make bitter the sweet fruit of righteousness. And just as stupid is this bragging about your conquest of Lodibar. You boast, didn't we take Karnaim by our own strength and power? O people of Israel, I am about to bring an enemy nation against you, says the Lord God Almighty. It will oppress you bitterly throughout your land, from Labo Hamath in the north to the Arabah Valley in the south. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Amos 7. The Sovereign Lord showed me a vision. I saw him preparing to send a vast swarm of locusts over the land. This was after the king's share had been harvested from the fields, and as the main crop was coming up. In my vision the locusts ate everything in sight that was green. Then I said, O Sovereign Lord, please forgive your people. Unless you relent, Israel will not survive, for we are only a small nation. So the Lord relented and did not fulfill the vision. I won't do it, he said. Then the Sovereign Lord showed me another vision. I saw him preparing to punish his people with a great fire. The fire had burned up the depths of the sea and was devouring the entire land. Then I said, O Sovereign Lord, please don't do it. Unless you relent, Israel will not survive, for we are only a small nation. Then the Lord turned from this plan too. I won't do that either, said the Sovereign Lord. Then he showed me another vision. I saw the Lord standing beside a wall that had been built using a plumb line. He was checking it with a plumb line to see if it was straight. And the Lord said to me, Amos, what do you see? I answered, A plumb line. And the Lord replied, I will test my people with this plumb line. I will no longer ignore all their sins. 
the pagan shrines of your ancestors and the temples of israel will be destroyed and i will bring the dynasty of king jeroboam to a sudden end but when amaziah the priest of bethel heard what amos was saying he rushed a message to king jeroboam amos is hatching a plot against you right here on your very doorstep what he is saying is intolerable it will lead to rebellion all across the land he is saying jeroboam will soon be killed and the people of israel will be sent away into exile then amaziah sent orders to amos get out of here you seer go on back to the land of judah and do your preaching there don't bother us here in bethel with your prophecies especially not here where the royal sanctuary is but amos replied i'm not one of your professional prophets i certainly never trained to be one i'm just a shepherd and i take care of fig trees but the lord called me away from my flock and told me go and prophesy to my people in israel now then listen to this message from the lord you say don't prophesy against israel stop preaching against my people but this is what the lord says because you have refused to listen your wife will become a prostitute in this city and your sons and daughters will be killed your land will be divided up and you yourself will die in a foreign land and the people of israel will certainly become captives in exile far from their homeland amos eight then the sovereign lord showed me another vision in it i saw a basket filled with ripe fruit what do you see amos he asked i replied a basket full of ripe fruit then the lord said this fruit represents my people of israel ripe for punishment i will not delay their punishment again in that day the riotous sounds of singing in the temple will turn to wailing dead bodies will be scattered everywhere they will be carried out of the city in silence i the sovereign lord have spoken end of reading amos 2 6 through 8 3. is the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Tonight in the book of Amos, and of course you're going to see this in all of the prophets, and I have been repeating this over and over again. Amos served as a prophet to Israel, the northern kingdom, from about 760 to 750 B.C. Some of the contemporary prophets were Jonah and Hosea. This was the time of Jeroboam II, the son of Jehoash of Israel. Amos is a farmer. He's not a professional, theologically seminary-trained pastor or minister or evangelist. He's called of God, and I just love the guy. The first time I heard him call the women fat cows, I knew there was a guy here that I liked. Ladies, don't get mad at me, please. I am a great fan of womankind. But he's talking about women who oppress the poor, who crush the needy, sleek and pampered and well-fed. The socialites selfishly push their husbands to oppress the helpless in order to support their lavish lifestyles. And it's just a warning to all of us, men and women, not to desire material possessions so much that we are willing to oppress others and abuse others and displease God to get those things. Materialism is so ugly putting on airs and acting sophisticated and always worried about appearances. 
instead of the reality of relating to God and relating to people around us, loving them and helping them. When I saw a prophet willing to confront the powers that be, particularly uh, women, I thought to myself, well, there is a brave man. And I say that jokingly, but uh, but it's true as well. He is also willing, as you see in the passage in chapter 7, to confront Amaziah, who is the priest of Bethel. Now, Bethel was where Jacob saw the angels of God coming up and down, and he heard the covenant of God renewed with him. Bethel means house of God, but unfortunately, when the kingdom of Israel split after the death of Solomon, Jeroboam took the the ten northern tribes, and they they put up these golden calves, and they walked away from God. They established a new temple in Bethel. So this priest is a false priest. Did you notice, like a true prophet of God, when Amos heard these visions, the vision of locusts, the vision of fire, the vision of the plumb line, Each time his response to that vision was not to, oh, yeah, Lord, go get them. But as a prophet of compassion and love, he prayed for the people. He interceded. The prophets did not take great pleasure in delivering the messages of judgment on the people. They desired repentance. They pleaded and begged for the people to turn to God. And they prayed and stayed off the hand of judgment of God on the people giving them time to repent. Beautiful response from the prophet of God. So much more, but we'll talk about it next time on The Bible Live. The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Soapy reads from the New Living Translation by Tyndall House Publishers. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping promote spiritual revival across America, and your prayers and financial support are needed. Please mail your tax-deductible gift to The Bible Live, Post Office Box 18888. That's The Bible Live, P.O. Box 18888, San Antonio, Texas 78218. You may also make credit card donations at the ministry website, thebiblelive.com. Now, don't forget, join us each weekday for the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Start today, and in one year's time, we will read and respond together to the entire Bible. Let the most important word you hear each day be God's Word.